Welcome to Animorphs Anonymous, the podcast where we casually discuss the Animorphs one book at a time. I'm Casey. And I'm Alex. And we're going to talk you through the plot of each book. But more accurately, take you on tangent trips, factoid forays, and say, well, actually, as much as possible. Join us on the 1st and the 15th of each month, and we'll take you along on our mission. And we promise to have you back under the two-hour time limit. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a grave announcement to make. Incredible as it may seem, both the observations of science and the evidence of our eyes lead to the inescapable assumption that those strange beings who landed in the Jersey farmlands tonight are the vanguard of an invading army. Hey, Andalite Bandalites. It's October, and you know what that means. It's time to talk to Chris Grine about the third Animorphs graphic novel. Chris was so kind as to once again come on to our podcast and discuss drawing everything for the graphic novel, working with Scholastic, everything going on in his life, which is incredible. I don't know if you guys know this, but he has his movie coming out now from his graphic novel, Chicken Hair. That's on Netflix if you want to see it. He has a whole bunch of other graphic novels that are coming out, like Secrets of Camp, whatever. He's got so much going on, and he was wonderful enough to come on here and talk to us for a while about the Animorphs graphic novels. So without further ado, here is that interview. Well, the very first thing that I have written down is uh, just all this stuff that I was super excited about as the the bird nerd here, which was I adored all of the bird facts in here with like the tearsel with the female being a third larger, the illegal line, the legal to keep a hawk line, the birds can't get rabies. So I was so jazzed about many things, but like that was my bird nerd freak out over it. So I just fully <laughs> wanted to call that out right off the top. Well, some of that, I think some of that might've been in the books, but then some of it I've gotten from like your guys' podcast and a couple other ones too, because people get the review in the books and they'd be so angry about like the facts and stuff. And I, I take note of that, you know, when I write, I jot stuff down like, all right, well, that's wrong. And I'm not going to step in that, you know? So, but I appreciate that you, that you caught some of that because that was a, a few extra steps for me to make sure that the facts were correct. The animal facts. Make sure that we knew it was a federal offense to keep that bird at Deal and Dan's. <laughs> that actually was really helpful. And that actually added a little bit of a, a situation for Deal and Dan. Like I wanted him to be like this slimy, like I don't know if you guys have seen the Muppet movie from like the 1979, I think. That's like one of my favorite movies of all time. But there's a there's a used car salesman in that. And if you if you actually go look it up, I dressed Deal and Dan just like just like this guy. It's like, so yeah, he's got the cowboy hat and the plaid outfit and all this exactly this used car salesman guy. And I don't know if anybody will ever pick up on that, but that was just for me. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, I did notice the, the other dude with the hat that says derp on it. Yeah. That's one of absolutely one of my favorite words. So freaking bringing <laughs> it with the, with the clothing choices again. I, saw I just, you know, I was like, who would buy that hat and wear it? Like who would... <laughs> buy a hat that says derp and not give it as a gift like but wear it themselves like you know yeah, yeah i would yeah. <laughs> i would too this says so much about this particular character oh man i'm always so happy when when uh the readers or reach out you guys or whatever and they, they catch my stupid little jokes that i stick in the background thinking that no one's gonna see this guy's good shirt no one's gonna get that joke and or maybe not right away you know and i just Try to put in that stuff for myself. It keeps me going. 
little sight gags and stuff just happening in the background. Oh, we, I, so I love that. I wish more people would do that, honestly, because it's just, it's like a little, it's like that, that like a where's Waldo kind of thing. You got to find the little jokes that are in there. And I didn't even catch all of the jokes. Um, and I did a second read through and I found even more stuff. Like I saw that Cassie was wearing uh, a nice as neat shirt in the barn. Yeah. Which I didn't see on the first round. So I try to add that stuff, especially that kind of stuff, as much as I can, but not really point it out. Like I just want it to be part of the world, right? I don't want it to be like, this is the episode where she's wearing her nice as neat shirt that everyone's looking for. It's partially hidden under like a flannel shirt or under her, mm-hmm. you know, overalls that she's wearing or whatever. And I just think that's that's just one of her shirts that she likes to wear in my head. Anyway, that's kind of how I do it. And, you and my copyright. other yeah right and my other favorite thing is to go through and find all the chicken hair references like i i read time shifters recently and then in the first animorphs books and i was finding all like the chicken hair stuff in there it was awesome i do that a lot i probably shouldn't do that a lot but i do and i enjoy it it's awesome i love it (laughs) again i appreciate the fact that you are finding those things because i do add a little extra time in on that you know to do it so as much as I do try to hide it and try to sneak it past everybody, I also really appreciate when people call me out, you know, when they've seen it. So that's good. Oh, another thing I found, um, I think it's this, oh uh, yeah, it's this panel where Marco is shooting the the thing out of the slingshot on the table behind him. There's not only bean shirts, but also the little Tobias hand. Yeah, there's, yeah they're selling the little Tobiases <laughs> and just shirts that just say, I love beans. No sense. <laughs> That's okay. When I, I got, when I drew, drew Axe and obviously I haven't posted it, I'm not going to, but uh, at the end of the book, when he's putting clothes on in the book, all they give him according to the book is like uh, just boxer shorts and a shirt. But I was like, he can't walk home in just boxer shorts and his shirt. So I had to give him like, you know, there, there's an extra pair of pants there too. And a shirt, but the shirt is just a plain shirt with a, with a bunny on the front. So <laughs> Just like it's, I was trying to think, what is the most ridiculous thing I could put him in? You know, like what sh- what extra shirts would they have brought? You know, just like you're going to bring the crappy shirts out of the bottom of your drawer, you know, just in case something happens. Your other one, like so, that's what he's stuck with. That's incredible! <laughs> I can't wait to see that. Oh wow! Holy moly! Anytime I get a chance to do a stupid shirt, I will take that opportunity, especially because I figure. There's no way these kids are going on these missions and then wearing their favorite school, you know, shirts. They're wearing the crap they got, like the dare shirts and stuff from school. I don't want to call out dare though. So I don't do it, but you know, so I'll just, I'll just do, you know, whatever. I'll just sit here in my chair. If somebody walked in my studio, they, they think I was in deep thought trying to think of something really important, but I'm not, I'm trying to think of like, what is the, the dumbest thing that I could put on this shirt right now? That's also, not overly complicated because I might have to draw this a lot. Mm-hmm. So it needs to be simple, but also funny. There's a little, there's a little look into my, how my brain works. That's so good though. I mean, the shirts are, I feel like we've talked about this before, but like just starting the like Chris grind t-shirt store. Yes. <laughs> oh God. I would love that. It would be so good. <laughs> I don't even know though, if I would wear those shirts, maybe the good shirt, I'd probably wear the good shirt. The good shirt for sure. The good shirt. Wearing my good shirt. Beans one too. I would wear the beans one. Yeah, like that's another one. Like if you if you try to think of the story and that why, 
why what was that shirt made for who who would have bought that shirt and who would have wanted that shirt to be given to them I know there's a lot of things that didn't add up in that moment <laughs> even as a sleep shirt you know it's like still it says I love beans it's oh. like the company outing at the beans factory that they handed out to everybody for like the team's races of the day or whatever the team building activity was yeah and then like the mom went home and immediately gave it to one of the daughters mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> There is a Twitter account right now that I'm obsessed with. It's called T-shirts that go hard. And it's mostly like very inappropriate stuff, but like some of the shirts on there are just freaking incredible. I highly recommend everyone go check that out. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe the good shirt was like a Goodwill shirt and they just <laughs> forgot to put the will on it. Uh. Okay, I just follow T-shirts that go hard, so I'll look that. I'll look into that later. That sounds <laughs> not exact, safe for that work. sounds like the exact account I need to be following. <laughs> like one of my oh god, one of my favorite ones is like one that says like yes, I'm into BDSM. Beautiful dogs surrounding me, and it's just like pictures of dogs all over the place. <laughs> anyway, I'm obsessed with that that Twitter. <laughs> it's great. Speaking of dogs, um, random question. Are there more wolves in this book than there are dolphins no, in the next book? No, there are <laughs> we've topped out at three hundred and twenty-three or twenty-four dolphins. Oh my god! And I don't think the wolves got past like one hundred and sixty. So okay. man, we're definitely, definitely getting really good at drawing dolphins, for better or worse. For better, I think uh, dolphins I are amazing. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to coloring them because, you know, you say, oh, well, they're just mostly gray with like a lighter tummy, right? Yeah, but have you ever seen how that sun reflects on their skin and it's kind of shiny? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's uh, that's going to be fun. So if they tap you for the flipper graphic novel, you're going to be like, eh, maybe yeah. not. <laughs> uh, I've, I've done that. I've already done all the, all the dolphins I'm going to do after this book. Yeah, I'm definitely taking a break from dolphins. And I don't think they come up again. I may be wrong, but I don't think they morph dolphins again. I, they do later on, but it's, it's also like offset with like the whale, like Cassie gets the whale and then there's the orca. So like they do it, but it's not all of them and it's kind of sporadically. Mm-hmm. That's fine. That That's fine. Yeah. Just like Cassie, you know, morphing a wolf and I think it's book six or something again because mm-hmm, that becomes I'm fine battle. with that because that's probably only a few pages and it's just one wolf but yeah I've, I've, uh, I've had it with wolves I've had it with wolves <laughs> they're really good wolves well thank you <laughs> they were exhausting and I was cussing the whole time I was coloring them just it's, it's awful <laughs> it was just yeah. so bad because the colors the fur is a multicolored you know different and it just I don't know See, now I'm just going to start complaining all night about wolves again, but I've done that enough on, on Twitter. I think you guys know where I stand on wolves. I was going to ask if um, if you thought about like doing different colors for the wolves, like all white or all black or, or just keep them all kind of that gray color. I kind of considered it, but then I thought, well, they had two in Cassie's barn, right? So I figured mm-hmm. they're probably all from like the local area, so mm-hmm. they wouldn't be too varied. Um and I and and that said, they only the five of them or the four of them only morph two the two wolves, so mm-hmm. they'd mostly be all the same. 
And then the other wolf pack they ran into, I thought it was important that they look the same. Otherwise, Tobias might not have made that error in judgment mm-hmm. that almost got him killed. Um, so that's why. Yeah, that makes sense. Unfortunately, <laughs> it would have been nice. It would have been nice to have some variation in there, but I just didn't. It didn't really work. The things that you have to think ahead for, because like Catherine and Michael can be like, yeah, the wolves, they run into other wolves. And you're like, no, I have to draw all of these this way. So when they meet these ones, they look this like, that's a lot more that you have to plan ahead for. <laughs> oh yeah. And one of my favorite things is how I'll get to like a page in the book and I'm like moving along. I try to keep it like, I try really hard to keep it like one-to-one like pages uh, as far as the page count goes, but we all know that I've not been very successful with that. Uh, but I do try but like, I'll get to like a page that's like mostly just talking, 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 and that works out great. That that seems to land just fine, right? But then it's like, there'll be one paragraph where they'll be like, yeah, and then they had an explosive, you know, battle scene and there was things flying everywhere. And it's literally one paragraph on one page. And I'm like, oh my God, that's like five pages now that I have yep. to. So they they definitely like to do that to me. Yeah. And they are so good at condensing so much into such a tiny space that it, it never gets better. <laughs> no. And, it, and it sometimes, I mean, I have to slow down because I have to show what's happening. I can't just skim over it. You know, I have to show them picking something up or, you know, doing something very specific and man, that can just slow it down so much. It's fine though. Again, I love what I do. I'm not really complaining. This is just, I'm just, it's, the, it's been a long day. and i'm tired and even when you love what you do there's still there's still hitches that could be a little smoother you know yes casey i like your uh horse girls shirt by the way thank you was on that i did i went on that podcast with them (laughs) i I listened to that you were they tried to get to read the book and i tried so hard (laughs) to read that book i tried like three or four times but it was just it was never gonna happen it just was not meant to happen not a good book (laughs) It was not a good book. I didn't want to say that, but it was not. It was a good terrible. Book. It was terrible. <laughs> oh, bad. And yeah, so I just let them know. I mean, I'm friends with those guys. I just let them know. I'm like, look, I didn't read it. So if you don't want me on, that's fine. I did not do the homework assignment. And man, I tried so hard. But I just, I could not. I could not get into it. I didn't care about any of the characters. I was like three chapters in and I just, I kept throwing the book across my studio. I'm like, I'm not, I'm done. I'm just not. Why am I wasting time with this? And then three days later, I go pick it back up and it was still on the floor. Pick it back up and set back down. Like, All right, I'm going to get through this today. I'm going to get through this. It should not be this hard. I'm a grown ass man. I should be able to read this book. I just could not. I mean, I've, I've read some real doozies in high school and stuff. You know, the, the, the worst books ever, you know, that they force you to read. This horse girl's book should have should have been fine. I should have been able to do that. But it wasn't it was just not going to happen. That's my review of Horse Girls. <laughs> <laughs> Solid review, honestly. Oh man, I wonder if it's worse than Twilight though, because we're reading Twilight for the for the Horse Girls Patreon. So <sighs> I don't know. It was worse than Twilight. I can vouch for that. Okay, okay. <laughs> I think I Much listened worse. to the first Twilight book on audiobook back in the day when those were new, because I was just trying to see. I didn't have time to read it, but I was just curious, like what it was about. Like, what the hell is everybody freaking out about? And <laughs> I, all I remember is that they'd get to like the a fight scene and then it would be like, yeah. And, and then they, there was a fight scene and then we just cut to the next day. They wouldn't like, that was the only thing I was looking forward to. Yep. 
And you just skimmed right over that and went right back to the talkies the next day. I'm like, I don't. I'm too that's old for romance. books. That's that's what it is. I've just gotten too old for books. I don't think. I mean, if if your barometer is that one horse girl's book and then Twilight, I don't think you're too old for books. I think it's the book's fault. Yeah. Well, I did Twilight. I did to myself. The horse girls was forced upon me. Yeah. Uh, by peer pressure. It was peer pressure. Just like, just like, you know, in high school when they're trying to teach you not, don't fall for peer pressure, but I do. I do. And then I get, and then I get angry about it. Oh no. Same. <laughs> oh dear. I find myself in a position of having to try to read a horse girl book because I just couldn't say no. When I should have. All right. Sorry. I've derailed this entire podcast now. <laughs> it's perfect. That one was a doozy. I don't blame you. <laughs> Oh man. Um, all right. Okay. I, I swear I'll get us back on track. I won't. Um, okay. So we threw out uh, a thing to our discord saying, if you had any questions, blah, blah, blah. We didn't really get any questions, but we did get was just much like so many comments about how much people love the book and like, so how excited they are for like seeing Marco and his mom and ax and everything a total great review of your wolves. Everybody loved the wolves. So I know you were just complaining about them, but you did get a very specific, like, I loved these so much. So out of those, we got two questions, which isn't that many, but uh, the first one is how do you come up with the mid morph sequences? They're amazing. Uh, I don't really know. Like when I'll start doing the pages, I go, okay, this is a page where either one person or like the whole group's morphing, right? So I'll just break it into panels and just start drawing terrible things like like one of my favorite things was there was a description of i think they were turning into they were morphing back from birds and i think it's is it book two or is it book three i'm getting confused now but they were at the church is that book three or is that book two? Two, yeah. book two okay and and one of the descriptions was like the the beak became like teeth or whatever like that the teeth and i was like oh i'm drawing that like I'll like highlight things that I want to definitely draw, but then I'll just kind of let it get weird. I, and I kind of don't care. I've got some really good ones in the fourth one with the dolphins. Like there's some really just cause they're kind of like dumpy looking when they're changing. Like they're not, it's not super bony or, or like bird-like or anything, you know, like where you get that. So it's just like these lumps of gray. So the bodies just start going bleh, <laughs> like the tail, like just splits in half, you know, and then there's like two legs kind of, and, yeah, you'll, you'll have to let me know what you think after the fourth book comes out. But no, I I, I kind of just let myself draw it just to answer the question. I just try to make it as upsetting as I can and, and as fun to draw as I can. Because that's when I that, that's some of my favorite stuff to draw, because I don't have to, I don't it doesn't have to be symmetrical. It doesn't have to look like anybody that the, the animal doesn't have to look like the animal. Really, you just have to have some you know, some highlights kind of a thing. I'm like, oh, that's definitely a beak. That's not supposed to be there, you know? And, you know, I just, just that, that's pretty much how it goes. Probably not as much thought put into it as some people might think. That's actually when I have in, when I'm having the most fun is just trying to think, oh, they're going to hate this. They're going to hate this. This <laughs> one's going <laughs> to, this one's going to be bad. You know, that, that's, that's basically it. And, you know, Sometimes I think that I keep thinking, well, I guess Scholastic might not like this one or that I might be pushing the envelope too far, you know, on that thing, but they have been so supportive and good about it. I think I just know where the boundary line is. 
that's probably probably mm-hmm. more of it but they've they've not really told me to pull back on anything even even when i do show some violence or it's mostly animal on alien violence so it's probably not that big of a deal but i do try to keep it in mind that there's younger kids you know reading these things and stuff so but but now the more stuff i just make up as i go <laughs> so in this one we had tobias eating an animal and he's like flying around his like beak all bloody and stuff and i was kind of like oh like red blood animal blood and then i thought about in book four when marco gets tail like ripped off Mm -hmm. and it's like how is chris gonna pull that off that's like the goriest thing we've seen yet i can tell you how chris is pulling that off and it's (laughs) mostly in silhouette like he's kind of hanging in the water you know, mm-hmm. and, and if you think about like any picture you've seen or like a documentary on, under on the ocean or whatever, it's like if, if something's not like right up at the camera, it's kind of like a, a bluish gray kind of silhouette and kind mm-hmm. of a thing. So it was easy for me to do that. So you can clearly see what's what's happened, but I'm, I don't, I'm not having to show it viscerally. And I have like a little I'm going to have like a little cloud of slightly darker, like, you know, color, gotcha. a little slightly darker than the water just to show that there's like some blood, but it's not red. It's just going to be a darker blue, okay. like the water. So it's definitely happening, but I don't have, that was something I've been thinking about for God, probably over a year. Like, how am I going to do that? Because I wanted to do it. I wanted to do it right. Mm-hmm. Like there's certain things that are funny. There's things I, I want to do, you know, with different books and stuff. But this was, that was a pretty important moment for a lot of reasons and I'm like okay I, this can't be funny it can't be silly it needs to be it needs to look like what it's supposed to look like but <laughs> he's almost bitten half and I got to be careful like the last thing I want to do is do an illustration for that page or whatever that I really like and then have Scholastic come back and go eh, we need to dial that back a little bit because I you know I probably already knew that kind of a thing and but I think the silhouette um, works really well well that's I that just has me curious to like I'm I'm just going through all like the gory scenes now in the future. You're gonna have to think through these things a lot. I feel like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, and like what you you were talking about the uh, the blood on the bird's beak, mm-hmm. you know, on on Tobias's beak, and I, you know, and I was like, well, I left it on a layer. It was a layer, a color layer, gotcha. but I set the multiply, so it would just show through, and it'd be easier for me to just delete if yeah. I got pushback from it, but they didn't. They didn't, but honestly, if you look at any nature video or anything with, mm-hmm. with birds, and that's how, that's what they do. Unfortunately, I mean, they're, that's just nature, but he's not a bird. He's a boy. <laughs> I know. Well, that, that's, that was part of the problem. <laughs> <laughs> that was an absolutely beautiful two page spread, by the way, like with all oh, like the you. broken, like glass shards and the screaming and oh my god that was incredible <laughs> believe it or not that took a long time to draw <laughs> i do believe that i absolutely believe that <laughs> it's fine and, and i wasn't like that was that was another one of the things that i had thought about for quite a while and i was trying to figure out like when i get to that how am i going to show how am i going to show that you know what's happened and all that and i I came up with that kind of fractured idea, but I still was like, you know, I wasn't sure if it was going to work or not. So I was very pleasantly surprised when it started working. It's like, oh, okay, I think, I think I'm going to be okay here. Yeah, it, it worked really well. And like, it's just very evocative of like, if something like really traumatic happens to you, you have this like 
these fractions of awareness but it's not really a whole picture it's just like you completely capture the chaotic energy of that and oh man another part of this book that actually really really got me is when Tobias is flying up towards the glass and there's like that panel where it's like half of his face is in like that that bluish sort of shadow and he's just like looking straight ahead and he's saying it's time to go home I had like a physical like shudder through my entire body and I like threw the book down on my lap and I threw my head back and I was like oh my god and I just started like crying like so you you freaking got me with that panel I'm happy yeah that was I and I've mentioned it to um you know several times you know but um I, I was really stressed out about this book but that scene in particular because I know that it's important it's important to the readers it's important to the fans it's important to you know just so many people who grew up with this stuff and uh, I was like I can't but it does deal with suicide and different stuff like that and I'm like, okay I like I can't personally relate to that but that doesn't mean I I can just phone it in either right I can't just I have to go there as much as I can so I would again I was really happy that Scholastic. I mean, I didn't get even a comment pushback at all about it. So maybe they just didn't look at it. No, I'm kidding. I'm sure. I'm sure they did. <laughs> uh, but no, it was it was good. And I'm really I'm really happy that it seems to be being well received too. Because I was like I was just sweating a little bit like a couple of days before the books you know was getting ready to come out. I'm like I'm really excited for it to come out, but like I'm super worried about how it's going to be received. Like I think I did good, but it you know you never know. Like I didn't want to misstep on accident. Mm -hmm. So, but I'm glad, I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad it, the readers have seemed to think that that's pretty well done and I can relax a little bit now about the books out (laughs) and for better or worse, that scene is done. We can move on now. Did you guys see what I posted in the chat there? I did. I was, I was, looking that's, at it that's kind of, it's a it's still the sketch but that's kind of how i'm so, going to be dealing with it i'm so excited that looks really cool i wanted it to be get a full page too of it so you can kind of mm-hmm. because it's a huge moment in and the I, series i actually changed some of the dialogue um after he's um when they get him back up to the surface you know and uh, and they're trying to get him to morph uh, and I, and he was just talking, he was making kind of jokes or whatever in the book, kind of cracking some jokes, but I had him like, he, I, in the, in this book, I have him saying stuff like, like, you need to morph now. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm just, just so tired, you know? And he's just like, he's just yeah. kind of half out, half his head's only like half up above the water. And he's just kind of, you can tell he's, and, and then somebody else is like, he's losing blood. And, and he's like, oh, I'm just, I'm real tired. And I'm, you know, and I'm like, yeah, that's because that's how it would be. You know, if he's really losing that much blood, he's not going to be making jokes and stuff. So, yeah, I took it. I took it to a much darker place. So there's something for you to look forward to. That's really cool. <laughs> and I do. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. I'm so excited for this. I OK, so now I can I'm just going to jump to another question here. So have you enjoyed having acts in the series now? I have. And, uh, and it's really funny because I know a lot of people, uh, I say a lot of people, but people on Twitter and social media or whatever that think I draw my Andalites very thick, um, which I didn't think I was, but now that everybody's pointed it out, now I'm like super sensitive about it, but I can't change 
I can't change uh, Visser 3's, you know, massive, you know, booty there anymore. It's got to be, it's got to stay that way. But, but so when I drew Axe, um, he's definitely slimmer. He's more like a deer. Um, and his face is a little bit more round and his eyes are a little bigger. So he looks a little younger. Mm-hmm. But for me, the best part is that's going to make it look like I purposefully made Visser 3 have a giant thick butt because axe doesn't have that so that that was that's just a choice <laughs> hey you just have to wait till you get to gefinolin and myrtle and those oh. are like <laughs> that's when you get to draw like the draft horse and lights when you get yeah. to those guys <laughs> yeah but um but yeah so I've, I've gotten to draw axe quite a bit now and then the last couple pages when he turns into a person yeah i uh only i know what that looks like right now i'm so excited to see that <laughs> Yeah, and I'm that I keep I keep going back and forth like do I want to post a joke about like here's what he looks like um because I know how much the fans love my terrible mean jokes. Uh, I'm saying that very sarcastically. Hey, uh, one of the questions we have is when is the little Tobias series coming out? <laughs> if I had time, if I had time, I'd probably do a little little Tobias and axe. Like that derpy axe that I draw all the time. That's what I that's what I was gonna draw his face like just as a joke in the book and just fully color it and make it look completely finished. And I still might and just post that like here he is. I mean, so you know, people will be like, Well, that's finished art. That's an actual finished art. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what he looks like. He's he looks real derpy. Like it's do it. Head's too big and it's not right, nothing's right. Scholastic approved it. They love it. What are you talking about? <laughs> and I also think if I do that, I'm also going to make him like like hyper albino, like really albino, because I know that he's you know there was a lot of whitewashing in the series, the TV series, and and you know that was just a product of its time, unfortunately. But I'm very aware of you know skin tone and what it should be. But if I do the joke. I'm going to have him looking derpy and he's going to be the palest Caucasian you've ever seen with like probably blonde hair. And it's going to be really upsetting. It's going to be a real knee jerk moment for a lot of people. <laughs> and I'll do, if I do that, it'll be day, literally days before the book comes out. Cause I do not want, I do not want people getting mad at me about that. You can't live in that reality for too long. <laughs> no. Now we had a, I got some, there was some uh, feedback or not really feedback on the book, but um, I had taken a picture, this was like in the, for the second book uh, of like the, the picture where Jake and Cassie are kind of like leaning into each other when they're walking in front of the construction site. Mm-hmm. Um, I had taken a picture with my phone of my computer screen of that. And I do that because it keeps the resolution low so people can't just snag me snag the stuff, right? Yeah. But what it also kind of does is it washes out the color a little bit anytime I do that. So I hadn't thought anything about it. I had just posted it on Instagram and it had been probably eight months. And Catherine Applegate, you know, God bless her, she went and got some images from my Instagram to share with fans and stuff, you know, because she liked them and it was fine. And she posted that picture of Cassie and and Jake and people, not a bunch of people, but a couple of people just got really upset that I was whitewashing Cassie because they perceived that her skin tone was much lighter than it was in the first book. And I was like, 
and even scholastic called my editor called me he's like what did you you know there because because you know i mean we're trying to deal with this like we don't want to um but yeah i was like no no i promise you i promise you i have a color palette nothing has changed that was just a terrible photo i'm I won't post any more pictures like of that anyway. So nobody can grab anything, you know, like I'm hyper sensitive and aware of, of these things. And I would never let something like that happen. And so that kind of, it kind of hurt my feelings a little bit, you know, kind of in the moment. Um, but it was, it ended up kind of being a non-issue obviously. Cause I mean, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, I'm, when it comes to like skin tone, especially with Axe, being a combination of, of the four of them. Yeah, he's definitely gonna, it's gonna be right. Wow. That was a longer answer than you were asking when you just said, no. do you like Max? <laughs> that was fantastic. So far I do. And I'm gonna have a lot of fun with him, especially when he's sounding out words and stuff. There's gonna be too many extra panels throughout the books of just a close above his face going and doing whatever and repeating words and I'm going to do that because that's the best part. Like that's, and it's also the best way to diffuse a situation. If something's getting too tense, I could just have him reiterate the situation and, you know, pretty much ruin any drama I'm trying to set up. Are you going to do like faces in the mirror of sounding out the same words and pick the most like heinous frame of all of them? Of myself? No. I mean, no, of, of like you, I don't know, use your own face as a model of the sound, <laughs> how to sound it out and pick like the mouth shape that fits it perfectly for whatever he's trying to sound out. Oh my God. So I tried that this week with, I can't remember what it was. It was something in, in the fourth animals book and it wasn't X, but it was a close up of somebody doing something weird with their mouth kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And I took a picture of myself and all I could think was, holy crap, I need to shave. What is wrong I was like wow i need to i should have had a shower this is awful like i why am i taking pictures of myself i gotta stop this so i i just yeah i won't do that again and you can't make me <laughs> i wouldn't try <laughs> and i won't give in to peer pressure on that one because i ruined my own day by just having a look at my picture oh, no. it was too close up and those cameras are just way too many details anymore like I don't need to see every pore on my nose I I I don't I'm good <laughs> yeah if it I'm, makes you feel any better the camera distorts your face so like the way that other people see you and the way that you look in a picture two completely different things so that's what I always tell myself when I look terrible in a picture I'm like it's I'm gonna believe that fault. I'm just gonna choose to believe that I'm not even gonna look into it I'm just gonna say that's right <laughs> That's how we're all going to maintain sanity here. That's all right. That's fine. So with Axe coming into the picture, because I think he's the best, um, our other question from our listeners was, uh, is Visor 3 still your favorite character? He's not my favorite character to draw, but that's just Andalites in general because their faces are awful. Their faces are terrible to draw. There's no structure there i don't even know why they have chins because they don't have mouths they should look like beaker from the muppet show (laughs) because there's no reason there's no like you know um what's the word Uh, evolutionary reason for them to have cheekbones Uh or chins of any kind um but no um i like viscer three only because i love that he's just such he's so pompous arrogant but ultimately ineffective most of the time. Um, I like, I just like 
those scenes. But honestly, I mean, I know Axe is going to steal the show because that's the kind of humor I like anyway, visual stuff. And he that's that's his bread and butter is eating things from under the tables or, you know, just <laughs> being a general, you know, nuisance uh, most of the time. And um, I love that. So I'll definitely be leaning into that as much as I can. I won't be derailing anything by doing it, but I will definitely be taking some time to really let everybody enjoy um, what that must be like to have to deal with um, <laughs> while they're trying to do serious stuff. And meanwhile, you got a guy eating gum off the bottom of tables and uh, because of, because of taste, you know, just because of taste, maybe I should just get him a shirt that just says taste. <laughs> I don't that know. would that be amazing. Be, that's too on the nose though. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. You know, I'm probably going to have to change Cinnabon. I'm not, I don't think I'm going to be able to use oh, that. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm going to, I'm, I was thinking about calling like Bunza or something like that. Cinnabunza. Oh, oh, Sin, S I N, a bun. Yeah, that's not going to fly. <laughs> <laughs> I'll figure something out, but yeah. Oh, I mean, part of me thinks that if we reached out to them, they'd be okay with it. But, I yeah. also don't know if I want to open up that can of worms either. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm not there yet. I've got plenty of time. I know that um, that's another group that Michael Grant has tweeted. Like after all these years, you've never even given us a free cinnamon bun. Like what the hell? Kind of thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I, I'll reach out uh, every now and then I'll comment on their stuff, you know, and make a Animorphs reference or something. And, I keep thinking, oh, maybe they'll uh, send me some cinnamon rolls, but they don't. Like Catherine and Michael are way more, you know, likely to get them than I am. I've only been doing this for a couple of years. You know, they've been doing this since the nineties. And still nothing. I'm sure they've made tens of thousands of dollars for Cinnabon just from people sweet. wanting to go there and get one while they read their book or something, you know, it's. Oh, yeah. That's the photo op is what it is with Absolutely. the book and the cinnamon bun. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> whatever Ugh, wasted opportunity yeah but i think for now mr three will probably be always always one of my favorite one of my favorites but that's just because he's a good villain he's a good like 80s villain where he's just overconfident and just off and just not a good villain not good <laughs> he shows up and he's pissed all the time but he never really solves anything he never really takes care of anything he actively makes it worse generally. Oh, he, yeah. always, he does. <laughs> he he does. That's probably why I like him though. I just I I just I, I've always loved characters that are just overconfident. Like there's just no reason for them to be that confident. There's they have done nothing to earn that. So, yeah. Yeah. That's in one of the I think it's the Hork Bajir Chronicles. That's definitely one of the most terrifying things is you realize just how confident visor three used to be and you're like wait now what happened or like is he always like that like what the hell <laughs> yeah he just failed upward he just failed he did. Right the corporate ladder <laughs> uh, he's just a nerd obsessed with andalites and then they promoted him in charge of human planets and he's like yeah screw this <laughs> whatever yep uh, well speaking of uh andalites did you ever work out what they do with their arms when they run um I didn't officially come to any decision, but the decision I kind of came to was I'm just going to make them different every time. 
Like sometimes they may be bent, right? Sometimes they may just be straight up in the air. I don't know. They might it just whatever I'm feeling at the time is how he's gonna run. Perfect. I love and that. I may I may just for my own just for my own shits and giggles about the whole thing. Um have Marco or somebody call him out, like, what are you doing with your arms? Like when you run, why are you doing that? And he'll be like, what, what am I supposed to do with them? And that could just be like a moment where like, I I don't know what I, I don't know what you're supposed to do with them. We could have this conversation that I just had. We could have like, well, I mean, if you had two legs, you'd swing your arms maybe for balance, but you don't need to do that. I don't know. It could be a whole thing, but yeah, I'm going to have his arms just doing random things. Whatever works in the panel. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's now I just have the visions. You know, the kids in like middle school that was like, it's not running if you keep your arms clamped to your sides and they don't move. Now I'm imagining like that scenario. I say his arms are just straight down as a side while he's yeah. running. <laughs> so it's not running then. But there's just really no good answer for that. There's a lot of suggestions. And I think probably the bent arm running is probably the least funny, probably the most accurate and least funny. But um, I just don't know if I if I want to be least funny. Like, I think I might just want to have uh, crazy noodle arms. You know, you never know. Yeah, and arms straight up is genius too. Those are those are both great. They're aliens. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know what they really do with their arms. Could be anything. He can make those Batman like glasses with his fingers like upside down. You know what I'm talking about? He could do that <laughs> while he runs. Oh, the like yeah. <laughs> I can't do. Or may, or maybe, maybe I'll do the thing. Oh God! Now see, I'm coming up with an idea right here. What it? What it? Is it book six where they're, or is it? Is it book five or book six where they're trying to steal the the bug fighter ship to so Axe can go home? I think it's book five. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think you're right. What if? What if they're up on the ledge of that quarry before that, and like maybe uh, Marco and and uh, it's Marco and and Axe and Jake, right, over over the thing. And what if the two the two boys have, like, binoculars and then Axe just has his hands, like, making circles with his hands because he doesn't know. And I won't even call any attention to it at all. Like, it'll just be a long, skinny panel, and that's what it'll look like. This is how my ideas come back. Incredible. So now when you see that in book five, you'll know where that came yes. from. Because now I'm doing that for sure. That's amazing. amazing. <laughs> oh no he's gonna steal every scene i love well, in like so a lot of ways x is kind of like a child you know i mean he's mm-hmm. he's formidable but he he has got no idea about the rules of this world so if he saw them just holding their hands like that they, maybe he doesn't see like that he's got they got binoculars in their hands or something he just will just put his hands like that too and... <laughs> is he gonna another... do it on his main eyes or his stock <laughs> oh, god that's a great question Oh, now I don't know. <laughs> Maybe <he> tries both. <laughs> right? <laughs> Does it switch his panel? Oh, God. oh God. I could just have a whole page with just like three of the exact same panel. <laughs> and like the first one, he's got his eyes, he's doing his lower eyes. And then there's like confusion in the second one. And the third <laughs> one, he's got his hands up on the other ones. And he'd be like, I don't, this isn't working. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Like I, I tried to inject as much humor as I can but I don't want it to ever be like stupid and silly I try to keep it as with the scenes I want to make it as natural as possible that's why I always have Jake and Marco going at each other because that's how guys are you know and throwing throwing acts in there is just going to be even more fun and and he won't even know he's being made fun of most of the time yeah (laughs) and you continued the the lizard butt joke in this one 
Oh, it's it's ongoing. Oh my god, yes. Every single book. It's ongoing. Oh my god. That's incredible. Right up to 54. Just ride it all the way. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I, I want to tell you so badly about the jokes in the fourth book, but but maybe I'll tell you when we're done recording. Okay. <laughs> if, you want, if you want them to be spoiled. Oh, I'm dying to know. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely that's a through line I like to do. Like it's like whenever those two are just hanging out for a minute, I like to have one or the other one just kind of like, yeah, hey, you remember that time? So we'll talk about it in a few minutes. Sweet. So good. <laughs> oh man. Um, all right. So we know now you that you're doing two books a year. How are you feeling about that? Well, it was my idea. And part of the reason was is I know that there was, you know, the readers wanted more than one book a year. And I understand that because you guys were all spoiled with one book a month for like for a couple of years. And that's ridiculous. Um, but my concern was, um, okay, Scholastic's going to see this, that there's a desire for more books. And then they're going to be like, okay, well, we're going to bring in two or three other people and they're going to be working on these books kind of in between. Like you're going to have books like seven and 10 and 13, you know what I mean? Or however that works. <laughs> But that doesn't work for the way I'm doing it because I have lots of through lines and ongoing jokes and the way things are being set up and I'm pacing things like in the way that I pace things, mm -hmm. um, you know, and I'm sure there's some people that would rather see somebody else do them and, and that's fine. Um, but I can't play that game. Not very, not like I just can't like it's either mine or I don't want it. Sure. And I don't mean that in a rude way or you know, to sound like I'm not grateful for every opportunity that I've had to work on this. And I love the fans and I love every bit of it, but I just don't, I don't think I could see somebody else do like the next book, like book five and bring their own, you know, thoughts and ideas to it, which they should. Um, because then I just don't know that I want to pick up that thread and try to bend it back in my direction. Mm -hmm. um, then I think we're looking at the, the Star Wars trilogy that just came out. That was just a hot mess. <laughs> because they didn't work out like the, you know, the outline of what all the books were going to be or all the movies were going to be. They just kind of, they let everybody run wild uh, to some, some degree. So that's, so when I kind of started going, mm, that's what that, that may be the way they go. And I knew that I'd already been doing two graphic novels a year for three years now because of camp, whatever mm -hmm. I'd been doing every six months. So I knew I can do it. Um, and it's camp whatever is was technically over in June, although it's ongoing, um, as I kind of explained to you before the, we started recording. Um, that should be done now, so I don't have anything else going. So it's very easy for me just to do two a year. Okay. It won't. It won't be. If anything, it'll be easier because I don't have to write a book in between. I don't have to write the next camp whatever. I can just go right into the next Animorphs book and start adapting. You know. So mm -hmm. if anything, I mean, right now I'm I'm under the gun because I'm I'm behind schedule because of some other stuff, but. I think once I finish book four, uh, I think books five and six will be a lot, a little bit more of a leisurely pace for me, at least what I consider a leisurely pace. So like full speed ahead, of course. <laughs> Pretty much full speed, but I'll give myself breaks. You know, I'll, I'll let myself have a day off here and there. And you got it. the way it is right now, like I don't even take weekends off. Oh, I don't work all day weekends, but like I'll work like in the morning and then my kids have like some soccer games or some stuff. So we'll go do that. And then we'll come home and it literally if nobody's doing anything everybody's just watching tv or lounging then i'm i just sneak off and you know get a little an hour or two in and 
you know, there's, I've also got to build all the models that you see, the buildings and structures and all that's all 3D models that I build okay. um, because that way I can, I can drop them in and swirl, you know, sw uh, swing them around and get the angles that I need mm -hmm. so that things don't look wonky, but th that takes some time to build those two and uh, which is what I'm always so happy, like in this, the fourth book, like they're hanging out in Rachel's room a lot. Uh, and I'm like, thank God, because I built Rachel's room for the, for the second or the third book. And I don't have to rebuild that at all. I, you know, I can, I've already got that set built, you know, it's kind of like a, yeah, it's kind of like a TV show or a movie set where you've got different sets built and they're just, they're still there. So, or I just add on a little bit to the barn, different areas I need, but yeah, that, that takes time too. But that's something I do like in the evening, sometimes while I'm watching adult swim or watching TV with the wife, I'll just be sitting there building stuff and. So that's what I mean when I'm, I'm working a lot, but it's not, it's not always like pedal to the floor kind of stuff. Sometimes it's just building, doing stuff, whatever. Well, I know I say this every time, but like, don't hurt yourself. I'm not, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> you know, people do say that. And I find that I start my wrist or my elbow will start hurting when I change my routine. Okay as long as I keep this routine that I've got going, like I I'm fine. Like I don't ever have pain. I have some back pain, but that's for me slouching too much or something, you know? Um, but, uh, I don't really get that carpal tunnel -y pain anymore. As long as I'm, I don't change my schedule up too much. And I just, I'm constantly doing the same kind of routine. I think my wrist just understands that this is how, this is how it is. Your condition. I don't know if that makes sense, but like, it, I feel like when I take a couple of days off, then all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, yeah. my wrist hurts. Like I'm yeah. not even doing anything. So anyway, well, I'm, I'm jumping on it. Cause you said it, uh, already, but talking about secrets of camp, whatever, and everything, uh, how is launching that? How was chicken hair coming out the movie? Like, was it surreal to like, see your, still, it's still a little surreal. Yeah. Um, I, that was really exciting having that chicken air movie come out. And um, I'm still not sure that I've entirely processed it because people will come up to me at shows. I get, I had a show in sept, early September. I was just sitting there, you know, whatever, talking with people. And there were some kids that came up like, we watched chicken hair. We loved your movie. And I was like, what are you talking about? Oh, right. <laughs> right. I do. I do have a movie because I think it was, you know, it's been going on um, since 2010 was the was I first initially signed the contract for that and it was with Sony Pictures Animation at the time and that was for like four years and then it kind of got shelved mm -hmm. and then this other studio came in in wave and they're the ones who bought it in like 2016 or 2017 I think and uh but in my mind it's been going on since like 2010 and it's just I've gotten so used to it in somewhere in production that the fact that it's come out and it's on Netflix and I can watch it anytime I want now is just very weird like, it doesn't feel like I was ever supposed to get to that point. And I, I don't know why I feel that way, but it has been very fun and surreal and exciting and just fun. I really wish there was toys. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. But, they did oh. have some chicken hair plush dolls that they made for like marketing and stuff. And they said they were going to send me one, but they didn't. Oh, that's it. Send, send the internet after them. <laughs> uh, that's okay. I can live without it, but it would have been fun. It would have been nice. But oh, the camp, whatever so stuff seems to be going well too. I mean, that's been very well received. And that's the first time I've ever had a, you know, a, a contract for a, that wasn't like Animorphs because it's not my, my own original idea, but I got a contract for like a three book deal. So I was guaranteed sequels um, 
and not just the promise of we'll see how it goes and see if we have a sequel. Yeah. Cause I do like to foreshadow and drop some seeds and mm-hmm. stuff and let things just kind of happen naturally without forcing it too much or the, or trying to have to go back in like, okay, well now we are going to do a sequel. And then I have to go back in and kind of artificially try to create some type of bridge to this other book. And sometimes that works really well, but more times than not, it's things like that seem kind of clunky to me. Mm-hmm. So it was really nice for me to be able to go in and kind of lay out, at least understand the whole story and then just tell a little part in book one and then the middle part in book two. And I'm really excited about book three. It just seems like it's gotten a little delayed because of some Oni stuff, but um, I'm really happy with it. And I was really concerned about sticking the landing on it because I've never had to do that before. I've never, you know, had to actually finish a series. Um, but I think I did. I think I did it well. I don't know. I say that with a question mark, like an upward inflection at the end. I guess <laughs> people will have to tell me if I did that well at the end, but I'm very happy with it. And it was fun drawing lots of cryptids. Mm-hmm. I love that. <laughs> but that was another thing too. Like, I don't know if, if everybody's, I'm sure most people haven't read it. I don't know, but um, like the main character is deaf. Mm-hmm. So that was, um, not only did I have to, you know, draw like sign language and stuff. Um, I have referenced it and stuff and I watched videos and, and things like that. But then also that was my first experience with a uh, sensitivity reader who it got sent to, you know, somebody from that community who would then double check my work and make sure like it's this hand, you know, is saying what it's supposed to be saying or, um, or just other, other things that may be accidentally offensive or, mm-hmm. or completely wrong you know, um, and we've navigated that as well as we could too, but that, it, that went, that, that was fairly painless as well. Like I was really scared about that. Cause I was like, oh, I'm sure I've offended everybody now at this point with this book. I, but it wasn't too bad. That's been, that's been a fun experience. Too, so. Yeah. That's really cool. And, and volume two, volume two is out now, right? Yes. Volume two came out. I'm kind of confused when it came out. <sighs> Sorry, I don't even know when it came out. I have to. I have to. <laughs> it's in stores now. Everybody go. It is in. It's in stores now. It's called Camp what, Secret to Camp Whatever: The Doors to Nowhere. It's available wherever. <laughs> uh, and so it's just going to be anamorphs for you for a while. For a like, while, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because well, I don't know if I told you this story last time too, but like the way the way this all happened was. I had finished a, a series with Scholastic and then they decided that they didn't want to do any more of that series. And I was like, crap. Uh, so then I was like, well, maybe I'll just quit comics because I hate comics now. And, uh, and I was just so mad about it because, you know, I really wanted to keep doing the series. It was time shifters. Right. And uh, they decided they just didn't want to do any more sci-fi is what they said. And then they turned around and handed me Animorphs, which is sci-fi. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, <laughs> But what happened was, is they asked me if I was interested in adapting um, Animorphs. And I was like, uh, yeah, that sounds pretty awesome. I'll be happy to do that. Uh, but then they're like, okay, well, we're, we're going to make you an offer. You know, we got to run it through, you know, Catherine and Michael's people and, and your people and our people. And, and, uh, and it just went on and on. And that was in like November of 2017. And I don't think we got, anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, it was early. And then so about May of 2018, I was like, I need a paycheck. 
I, I'm sitting here waiting for Scholastic to get back to me. And I know that they're doing everything they could, but it's like sometimes those wheels turn very slowly. Um, and I was like, I can't wait. I can't wait. And then um, Oni, or at the time it was Lion Forge before they merged with them, but they had decided they wanted to do an imprint, like an all ages imprint. And they, a couple of them had worked with me before. So they knew that I had some stuff and I pitched them camp, whatever. And they were like, oh, we love this, but we're kind of curious if you'd want to do like a three book deal. And I was like, yes, that would be awesome. That would be great. And then the very next day, Scholastic got back to me with a green light. And I was like, oh, shit. Now I got six graphic novels in three years I have to do. So it was kind of trial by fire. Um, but I've gotten to I've gotten into a rhythm now where I can do two graphic novels a year. And I mean, that first Camp Whatever book's 270 pages. And then the, the first Animorphs book was 230, I think. And those were in the same year. So, yeah, crazy. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't recommend it to anybody, <laughs> but it's been okay. Just insane. Yeah, that's so much. <laughs> it is, and I'm and I'm doing the pencils, the inks, the colors, the lettering, covers. I'm doing everything, and but and I keep constantly. I'm like, well, maybe I sh I should uh, hire somebody to help me or. Maybe I can hire somebody to do colors for flats for me, but now I have a streamlined plugin for Photoshop that pretty much does my flats. I'm like, oh, well, maybe I can just hire a letterer. Like, mm, that doesn't work because I constantly change the dialogue the whole time I'm working on the book. So I'm, that would somebody would just murder me if I hired them and then I was constantly changing. So there's just really nothing I can even, you know, pass out to anybody. I can't. Mm -hmm. I've thought about it but I just don't play well with others. Apparently <laughs> you just have a system. I, I guess. I don't know. It's not that I don't trust people. So I just have a system and I don't know. I feel like anytime I try to change that, everything just falls apart or something's not the way I want it to be. And... Yeah. And it's, it's not, you don't want to compromise your vision of what it, what it is and what it could be. Yeah. As long as I've got time, you know, it's like, as long as I feel like I have the time to do it, then I'm going to do it. If it got to the point where I just, I had to make a decision, it's either do the book or, you know, by bringing in some help or don't do the book, then I'd probably just bring in some help. But so far, I haven't had to deal with it yet. So far. Now we'll see. We'll see how much older I get before I start bringing in help. Cause I'm, I'm going to be 47 in December. So. <laughs> so plenty, plenty of time, plenty of I time hope, left. God, I hope so. I hope so. Sometimes I wonder though, <laughs> the way my back was hurting yesterday. I, so this is a little quick story. I won't derail too much, but like my wife and I and the kids actually, we went and got COVID shots, like the mm -hmm. most recent booster in one arm and the other arm, we got the flu shot. Yep. Okay. So, and that was Sunday. And then last night, which would have been Tuesday, my back, my upper back, like on one side, I was sure I had like a knot or something. It was so painful like it just was so painful and I was my wife I asked her I said can you get down here and like just take your elbow you know or your hand or whatever and just rub this spot right here just please I'm like I'm in so much pain and she was trying but she's like oh my arms hurt so bad she was trying to do it but she couldn't she couldn't put any pressure on it because her both of her arms were feeling like they were going to fall off because she did not do well with the with the shots they make her arms very sore so it was just a shit show of uh <laughs> oh no good times good times have, have you done the tennis ball against the wall thing um no no but i'm going to now 
I mean, I've considered just letting somebody hit me in the back with a baseball bat at full speed. That's how my back feels right now. Like, yeah, take a tennis ball, get up against the wall, and just move happen. it as you want. That's what I need to do. It's great. Do you know those? Like, aren't one of our friends tonight? Let us borrow one of those handheld. Um, this is going to sound. I'm trying not to make it sound dirty. You know those handheld like massager things with the little yeah see nothing i'm saying it all sounds disgusting but <laughs> um but you know what i'm saying right so yeah we came home and from from uh, getting that thing and again i was like i asked my wife i was like would you mind just trying this on my back really quick and i have we've never used this thing before and she you know turns it on and just you know starts going at it and it hurt like hell she came in hot with this oh, thing no. like I was, she didn't know how much pressure to put and she just went right in there. And I, it made, I was laying on my stomach on the floor and it made my leg reflex and I kicked her in the back with my heel and I felt so terrible. She screamed out in pain. I'm in pain. I had my re Oh God, my reflex and my knee. I kicked her so hard with my heel. If you can, sorry. So I'm, I'm a terrible husband beating up my wife. She's trying to help me. It's just a, it's a mess. You didn't mean to. (laughs) Your body rebelled against you. Yeah. Yeah. Failed you. (laughs) Oh no. Your poor wife. (laughs) She screamed. She screamed and cussed at me. That was all, that was all the very, the correct response because that was not a, it was not a gentle kick. And I didn't even mean to do it. I did not mean to do it. Oh no. no. I feel like I'm oversharing, but that's okay. <laughs> I hope your back gets better. Yeah. It's fine. It's just, it's just from I don't know. It's probably from lettering this week because I've been doing so many pages. Mm-hmm. Find myself sitting too still in my chair for too many hours, you know, without without getting up and stretching and stuff. that's my biggest problem. Just remembering to move, take a break. Yeah. <laughs> Like my idea it's, of lunch is run downstairs, grab whatever I can really fast and be back upstairs before the song's over that I was listening to. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's not a break. Then I'm back to work and I'm eating while I'm working. That's not a break. I'll do um, what I want. <laughs> You're an adult. It's fine. I can't stop you. So. Right. <laughs> um, on that topic, is there... Is there anything you're listening to right now or watching right now that you're a really big fan of that you would like recommend to anybody? I don't know. I'm not really watching anything new right now. I, I, I'm one of those people that watches the same movies like okay. over and over and the same TV shows. And I get my playlist set up on Spotify and I'm basically listening to the same playlist. I don't know. I don't know if it's comfort or, or the fact that the fact that I've seen like a movie a dozen times or more, like when it's on, like I'm not paying attention to it. It's just background noise. Um, and it also helps me kind of clock the day. Like, Oh, it's been two hours. <laughs> Felt like it was been 20 minutes. Holy crap. That movie's over. Um, but that's kind of what I do. But like, I, I mean, I always watch like, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. I'll just put a playlist on all that and just let it roll. Um, Cause it's always good for a laugh. And mm-hmm. I don't know, like, I don't really have a, any real go-tos it's just kind of whatever I know, I know that's kind of boring but i don't know it's part of the <laughs> art process it, it is and like i can't like when i'm when i'm penciling like i just got done doing for a while like all i can listen to is like soundtracks so because i can't listen to anything with dialogue in it while i'm trying to write or trying to so 
I'm so excited when I get done to this point where I'm almost done lettering and I'm just going to be inking and coloring. Like the thought process is now over. Yep. I can now just watch a movies and TV shows and listen to whatever playlist I want and, and a podcast and for, you know, for a little while. And I usually am so backed up in podcasts. That it takes me quite a while to catch up. Yeah, I know that feeling. I know that feeling well. <laughs> <laughs> There's just so many. There really is. Oh. And I'm sitting here thinking, I'm trying to, like, I'm really liking She-Hulk. Does that count? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, that's new. That counts. I kind of don't understand. Are you guys watching that at all? I'm, no. I don't understand the hate, except for that it must fall into the same category as the fanboys who don't like anything that stars a woman. I don't yeah. get that, but this show is fantastic. And my wife and I just, we just love it. It's just so fun. It's so, it's way too fun. Okay. So, I mean, anything Marvel, I'm always watching what anything Marvel. Disney Plus has been great. I know some people just don't like Disney because they're an evil corporation, but my God, Disney Plus is just, that's every movie or TV show I want to watch, basically, you know. It's got the Muppets, it's got Marvel, it's got all the Pixar and Disney stuff, and it's just Star Wars. Yeah, that's that's all day for me. I love Disney Plus too. I don't get to watch it ever, but I do, I do enjoy it every <laughs> once in a while when I can tune in. All right, then we can wrap it up and, and let you go, Chris, because we've had you for over an hour. <laughs> you, you can probably edit it down to 20 minutes of actual good information. No way. It's all excellent. I'm keeping everything in here unless I think it might cause like spoiler issues or something. <laughs> but that's about it. I don't think it will. No, it's it's been great. So I thank you so much for talking to us. I really appreciate it. This is so much fun. Absolutely. I love coming on here. I mean, I, I look forward to like when the books are getting ready to come out because I'm like, oh, I get to hang out with my friends again, doing some podcasts and awesome. you know, catching up with people. I love that. I love it. It's fun. Awesome. So thanks for having me. Of course. Thanks for coming back. And is there anything you want to plug before we go? Oh, yes. oh my gosh. I know we've talked about it, but you have so much stuff going on. I mean, just like I, I got the Secrets of Camp Whatever series is out. Obviously, Animorphs is ongoing and Chicken Hair and Time Shifters and I guess that's, I don't know. That's probably it for now. That's probably enough. Oh, it's, I, I, I read time shifters recently, as I was telling you, I love time shifters so much. I can't recommend it enough. Zinc <laughs> is my all time favorite thing that's ever been created ever. That's so. still like my favorite, that's my favorite series I've done or the, and actually I'm, I'm kind of in an early, uh, we're kind of kicking around an idea for a TV series for that. I'm oh, kind of working on, working on some scripts for some, for some, uh, some of that maybe. And it's, it's really early, but it's been really fun kind of being, getting to be involved a little bit with some of the writing process where the chicken hair stuff, I was very much sidelined and just like, hey, good job on the book and we'll take it from here. It's not the case this time. So it's been pretty fun. Awesome. Well, in like 2036, when Time Shifters, come, the TV series comes out, we can, we can talk about it. It'll be like 80. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. You think my stories were embarrassing this time? You just wait, wait till I'm 80 and I'm coming on here with talking about my body falling apart. <laughs> we'll all be past retirement age at that point. It'll all just right. be like the podcast of old people hanging out. <laughs> we'll just be talking about what's, what supplements we take all day. Like, right. yeah, you know, that pain in your back when you wake up and you're kind of, yeah, that's, that's going to be, yeah. Chris, 
Thank you so much again. You are amazing and wonderful. And thank you so much for taking time out of your insane schedule to spend it with us and talk about the graphic novel. We appreciate you so much. Uh, everybody, don't forget to go follow Chris Grine at Chris Grine on Twitter, C-H-R-I-S-G-R-I-N-E. Chris's Twitter is a great place to see all sorts of things that he posts about the upcoming graphic novels, uh, like how do Andalites run with their arms? That question that came off of the Twitter account of Chris. So go ahead and check him out there. Check out Chicken Hair on Netflix. Check out The Secrets of Camp Whatever. Check out Time Shifters. I cannot recommend it enough, you guys. It is so amazing. Uh, and I felt like it has a very Animorphsy kind of feel and plot. So it's, you know, if you're into Animorphs, you will like Time Shifters as well. So I highly recommend it. If you want to find Casey, you can check her out at Casey Doom on Twitter. You can go ahead and read her comic, BesideYouComic.com, Beside like the B-side of an album. Oh my God, it's amazing. Uh, support her Patreon, patreon.com slash KCD Studios. Seriously, cannot recommend Casey's comic enough. And if you are so tired of me recommending comics to you, well, one, you are wrong, but two, go, let me go ahead and offer you some podcasts instead. If you want to hear both Casey and I, as well as our dear friends, Tim and Austin, you can check out Late Starters, which is going to launch November 11th, but we're going to have a couple things coming up beforehand. So watch out for those. You can check out uh, Dungeons and Draken Beams, which is a show that I am on. That's an Animorphs D&D podcast. You can check out Horse Girls, which is another podcast that I am on with our dear friends Jenna and Tim, and we talk about YA horse novels, but really we talk about whatever the heck it is we want, and as you heard in this episode, we did one of those with Chris Grine, where we almost forced him to read a Horse Girls book, but you know what? We didn't quite get him to read it. It was still a delightful, wonderful, amazing time. So check us out, check me out, check Casey out, check Chris out. We're all people that do things and stuff, and you can find them across the internet. And thank you all for listening to this today. Bye.